0: Previously, on the Leaky Bucket podcast. The biggest thing you'll see is, 2020 there was 48 mandatory changes just made with the good work plan that got brought into place. Which, so if you've not updated since the 6th of April 2020, you're massively outdated. So Stuff like this, I, you need an external it because you know what it's like. You, you're constantly looking over the same things. You don't spot certain mistakes. Hi there, and welcome to the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Morgan, and this is the Financial Performance Podcast for entrepreneurs looking to get a better understanding of their numbers, to plug the leaks in their business, and to move from surviving to driving. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. Now, today, we're gonna take a little bit of a different approach. Today, I'm gonna talk to you about a business book. Now, this isn't any old business book. In my view, this is probably the one business book that transformed the way that we run our business. It's how I learned to let go of trying to think that I was the best at absolutely everything, and to allow Sam, my wife and business partner, into the business to be able to flourish with her strengths And just stop seeing her as completely negative. Today, this book is Traction by Gino Wickman. Now, there are technically like six books in this series. They all add a slightly different dimension. um, But there's there's a a different version, I suppose, right, to, to Traction, which is Get a Grip. Now, get a grip basically is a story version of traction. Okay. So if you prefer to listen to a story type approach, then go get get a grip. If you prefer very practical, analytical type approach, then get traction in, in a great ideal approach, I think what you do is you probably read get a grip and then you would have traction as your one to carry around with you and go through everything. Now, in my view, there are absolutely loads of great business books in the world. And like you can see behind me, I've, I've read quite a few, right? And there's, there's more. There's, you know, there's all this lot. There's stuff that I've read or or listened to on, um, on like audiobooks. There, there's books I've got in the house instead. Um, there's a good old chunk. There's, you know, tend to listen to, I don't know, Uh, at least probably a book a month or read a book a month plus podcasts okay so I've done quite a lot however this book is one that I know that I can revisit time and time and time again and it still plays a part in the way we run our business today now I don't know if you're like me in terms of there are loads of business books that I read that have loads of amazing ideas and I, I just don't take the action But there are just a few books that I've read or I've listened to and I think, wow, like this is this is game changing. Okay, now to give you a rough overview, right, what this book is about is it is an operating system for your business. It's about goal setting um, and having having a vision. It's about having systems and processes. It's about having an amazing team. And it's about monitoring performance through scorecards and then overall combining this all together so that you make traction. Now, the system that's in operation here is known as EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Now, the idea and concept behind this is that in order for a computer to run efficiently and smoothly, it needs an operating system, something that brings everything together, puts it into um, an organized structure that's visually pleasing on the eye, easy to understand, easy to find what you want. And I must admit, prior to this sort of approach, I think I think we, we didn't have an operating system. It was just chaos. Everything was in my head. Nothing was documented or written down. And I fi- felt uh, I felt like amazing in terms of everybody wanted my support and my advice and my guidance. But I also felt overwhelmed and sort of going, oh, why won't people leave me alone? Right? What this book has been able to do is change that massively. And the first thing it did was it talked about visionaries and integrators. Now, Realistically, most business owners are visionaries. And that's usually you've got some great vision about something you want to achieve in the long term, some real big goal that you really want to achieve and get out there. But the, ultimately, making all the little micro decisions to make things happen, creating structure and organization, that doesn't come naturally to a visionary. That comes naturally to an integrator. And normally, the visionary views an integrator. So if you've if you got this around you, right, if you've got somebody who meets this, they could be ideal. So a visionary views an integrator as somebody who's negative. You're always putting my ideas down. Oh, you're always so boring and it's about structure and has this been done and has that been done? And you're always telling me off. And on the flip side, the integrator their view of the the visionary is, can't you just focus on one thing, right? You seem to have all these ideas all the time. Just focus on one and make some progress. That visionary integrator connection, that approach, both are needed in order to run a successful company, in my view. Prior to this, I viewed Sam, my wife, as of this negative, you're always putting my ideas down, Can't we just have some freedom and some fun? And then suddenly I managed to see things in a different light. And there's a book that talks specifically about this within the series. It's called Rocket Fuel. And you look at the way that these two work together and the fact that actually if you work in the right way together, it becomes like rocket fuel and it really accelerates the business. And I couldn't agree more. By putting these two people in place at the top of a business, The visionary is free and able to be able to come up with ideas, to manage big relationships, to be looking at where the business is going long term. The integrator's job is then to take what the visionary is putting together, help them find which are the great ideas and which are the rubbish ones, and only act upon the great ones. To be able to understand the vision, but then understand that that needs to be broken down into chunks because you can't go from zero to 60 just like that. And then to be able to communicate everything out to the team together with the visionary bringing the energy and the thing towards the energy and the, yeah, the energy and the rhythm and everything towards the goal. The integrator to be able to keep structure, organization, and keep everybody moving along in the short term. The two together are an awesome combination. If you asked me before what we were doing, I would have said we were were growing in a chaotic environment that would probably take two steps forward, one step back. Since myself and Sam have worked out these different areas of how we can really work together, we really have been like we're on rocket fuel. I get to be that vision about where we're going and what I think is happening within the industry, how we can stay ahead of the curve and how we can really help entrepreneurs. Sam gets to bring in control, organisation, structure, keep our team in check, make sure that they understand what's going on, make sure that we've got good progress plans in place, all of our team are growing and developing, make sure that we've got all everything in place to make sure that there's nothing falling through and we don't have a leaky bucket ourselves. And it's just been awesome. I've been able to stop trying to be working so hard on all these areas that I find difficult. And I've been able to really flourish. Sam's been able to do exactly the same. And I've seen this time and time again in so many businesses that have implemented the EOS process. Right. So here it is in a little bit more detail. So firstly, you've got a vision. And in the view of of Gino Wickman, what you need is a great long term vision. That you're all working towards that keeps everybody aligned and on track. Probably this vision is something that. It's it's not really achievable. It's like a sheet for the stars. Our vision is that actually we should be impacting and improving the lives of business owners everywhere. It's not possible, really. Like It's a wonderful ideology. But really, we can't work with everybody. We can impact a lot of people. We can make a lot of difference. But we can't do it for all business owners everywhere. But that's the point, that's the wonder, that's the the amazing goal. It means that we won't give up. It means that we'll keep pushing for change. And it keeps it open enough that we can keep pushing to develop and grow and push the industry forward. What about the people? So Gina believes that you should have the right people for your values as a company doing the right jobs for their skills. Okay? So it's about working out the values and there's a process within the book for doing this. Working out your values, making sure the people that you have within your industry align to your values and then building, it's it's effectively, it's an organization chart but it doesn't have people in it, right? It's about a structure for your business, about the different roles and everything that you have and then you look to see, can you put the right people in the right jobs? okay. And, and again there's a process for testing this and making sure that you've got the right people in the right seats and you've got the right people in your organization that makes a huge difference now for a lot of people who bring in the EOS system they find that there's some people on their team currently who don't fit and suddenly though maybe you have an answer oh, they don't under- they don't see the world as I see it they don't have the same values that doesn't make them a bad person <coughs> Hey there, really sorry for interrupting, but I really wanted to let you know about some amazing bonus content we have available for you. You see, not only do we record behind the scenes, but also we go deeper into some of the key topics that come up during the conversation. Now, you can find out more about this and access all of it free of charge over on Facebook. Just search for the Leaky Bucket podcast community. just means that we don't see the world in the same way. And therefore been really difficult it's really hard and challenging for us to make any progress because we just we don't have the same views now this is not to say you're trying to build a cult and you should have everybody with exactly the same views as you no you need some diversity and some challenge but some of those values are really not negotiable and in which case if you've got people who don't think that that's important you're really going to end up with too much challenge within the business and not enough moving in the right direction. The next area of traction is data. You should have up-to-date data available at all times that enables you to track the progress that you are making towards your vision or towards any short-term goals. Okay? So that means that you have to have lots of people in your organization at least having one number that's key to their job. So when we looked at this sort of um, restructured organization chart, then actually if there's somebody looking after sales, maybe the key number for them is the value of new business that they win or the number of new clients that they sign up. Somebody in marketing might be the number of new visitors they manage to generate to your website. Somebody in a technical role might be the number of widgets that they produce. Okay, But there should be at least one key number for their job that gives you the ability to build a scorecard so you can understand whether that person is making or that role is having the desired effect towards improving the company to be able to achieve its vision. Then we move on to issues. Issues existing in all businesses. But the way that most business operate is issues come up randomly at any time of the day, any process. And then because something's gone wrong, something's broken, and then everybody stops what they're doing and tries to fix it. Or worse. Just the business owner stops what they're doing and they try to fix it. OK, now. What can happen is you start fixing something that appears a great problem because you've got a customer who's complained and wow, you know, we don't want unhappy customers. But actually, maybe this problem is the only time this problem has ever occurred in the last thousand customers. And it occurred because of an error or something outside of your control. In which case, why all this energy is being put in to try and fix this problem that doesn't normally happen? So issues should be identified they should be discussed and they should be planned on how they're going to get fixed and in what order rather than just reacting just because the big issue has happened now. This is about I don't know if any of you have seen the the analogy in terms of putting um, pebbles, sand and water into like a bucket. If, if you put the water in first and then you add the sand and then you try and add the pebbles there just there isn't enough room right because you've filled everything up and there's there's space and you can't yeah you can't get them all in it doesn't work but the pebbles are the big issues but the big issues get put off because we don't know what the fix is right now so oh, we'll sort that later we'll sort it later and then we can't we don't have enough resources we don't have enough time. The EOS process is the opposite. We slow down that approach to it. We identify what the issues are. Get a bit of discussion around them. Put them in the best order to fix them. Putting the biggest issues first. And you see what happens is when you put the big issues, the pebbles in first. Then you add the sand. Sand finds its way around the big issues. Those little smaller issues. And then the tiny issues, which are the water, finds its way around everything else. And everything fits in. I know it sounds a bit crazy. But trust me, when we... When we first looked at it, we thought the same. And then on the first occasion where we identified the issues, we have so many. And we're like, oh my God, we're going to fix everything. Which didn't happen, by the way, because we just gave ourselves too much to do. On the next occasion, and the further one from there, we actually got more specific and went, you know what, we'll get one... Big issue or the biggest issue per member of stuff. And we really started to make progress. We fixed big issues. We overcome big obstacles and big hurdles. And the business started to improve. It become less stressful. It become more moving in the right direction. And it just felt a whole lot better place to work. Now, when we do our quarterly exercises and we look for issues, it's hard. And I'm not doing this to like blow our own trumpet, like although we are, we are amazing, but it's hard to find big issues because we're now built on these systems, these processes. We know how to identify issues. We know how to discuss them and we know how to plan out how to fix them. The amount of mastermind groups and things that I'm in, that when you turn up, the general concept is you talk about what's going great and you talk about your challenges that you need help fixing very rarely do we need help fixing a challenge because we've already identified what those challenges are and we're already fixing them so i often i end up talking about challenges that we have had and we are fixing but now they're quite minor then we move on to the process so there should be a system of processes that enables the business to operate within a set framework with relatively predictable outcomes. Okay? You need a you need a business build on processes and systems. Right? If there's the one thing and one tip that I would give business owners to do is document and build systems and processes from day one. Because otherwise, what you end up doing is making yourself the bottleneck. I've done it and I've seen countless business owners do it too. Okay? You need to be able to document things. So if you were not able to work tomorrow. Other people can pick up those documents, those processes, those systems, and they can do that work on your behalf. Maybe not, first of all, to exactly the right standard. But they know how to do it. They know what a good outcome looks like and they can start delivering it. Finally, then you've got traction. All of this together. The vision, the people, the data, the issues, the processes, all of that added together gives you traction. And traction is purely it's that steady, progressive movement towards your vision. So I've already said this is why and what changed within our business. Introducing traction and the EOS process was huge. Yes, we had a business coach who, who recommended it to us and helped us partly through that process, but you don't need that necessarily. You can do this from the books on your own. I think if you'd asked me about systems and processes and things before this, I think I probably would have been quite negative in relation to them. I would have been like, no, they stifle They stifle the freedom to be creative um, they don't allow people to have fun. It means you micromanage people. Uh, I could have just gone on and on and on. I really could have listed so many challenges and problems with having systems and processes. But would I go back? No. It doesn't do any of those things. It relieves stress massively. Because what I was doing was I was just creating more and more rods for my own back. I was this bottleneck. Everything was building up with me. I'd work stupid hours trying to fix everything and make everything work because I had no system or process of how to effectively delegate to other people to be able to do tasks as well. So definitely it is the one thing that I would go back and I would change far, far earlier. Systems, processes, and then get great people to build them and get great people to operate them. Done. Simple as that. Okay? You're not gonna struggle coming up with a concept of what people want to buy. That's the reason you started your business in the first place. Okay? If you can't do that and you can't get that bit off the ground, it's not gonna work. Okay? I'm talking about business owners who have got a they've got a product, they've got a service, they've got demand, and now the demand's taken over. You've literally got to the point where you're running this chaotic thing that you that we call a business. And really, at best, it's you as a technician surrounded by chaos with some assistants that are trying to fathom what the hell is going on and trying to make sense of it all. And if that sounds like you, you need to stop. You need to find yourself that integrator and you need to get read in either traction or get a grip. Okay both works traction or get a grip and get working on that process. Now it's huge and it will massively change your business and your life. Okay. We thought we had core values and things before. Not once we understood traction, how you are, how you evaluate people against your values. I couldn't have told you them all. This <laughs> is never going to work if I don't know them myself. Having scorecards to be able to measure people. They know where they stand. They know what's a good job. We know that it's making the right progress. And then the structure around meetings. No longer do you get people going, oh, I didn't know when the meeting was. And oh, they only drag on. Like our meetings are short. They're sweet. They're to the point. There's no messing around. Most of them last 15 to 20 minutes. The longest one we do is a 90-day refresh and reset. That lasts usually an hour and a half to two hours, but it needs it because we're setting targets for the next 90 days. And everybody feels like they own and have a say in us making traction towards our vision. If it's the one book that I suggest you read, this would be it. Thanks for listening. And let me know maybe if you'd like more book reviews in the future, because I've got plenty of them that I've read. Maybe not as impactful attraction, traction, but certainly some that have made some major differences in my business. Stay safe and speak soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Leaky Bucket Podcast. I'd love it if you could help spread the message by clicking subscribe and leaving a review. Also, please do reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know your thoughts on this episode. You can also find more info and links in the show notes below. See you next time. Coming next week on the Leaky Bucket Podcast. So it's like, what's the worst, what is the most likely outcome and what's the best case and what's the worst case scenario? I was bullied so bad, like I didn't really know if I could walk home that day. No matter how hard anything gets in my life, I'm like, there's always something that I can pull on. It taught me a lot about people and about how what society thinks you should do and fit in. I decided to write to the CEO of one of the biggest um, supermarkets up north. It's called Booth's, If um, you've heard of it. And and told him how much I hated their ready meal section. <laughs> And then decided that I wanted to write a whole management report about how they can make more money if they did certain things in it. And he actually let me do it. There's very little support. No one spoke about mental health back then at all. Fire that's never gone.